Hello, and welcome to Season 3 of A Witchy Weekend Podcast. My name is Angelica, and I'll be your host. Hello and welcome, my lovely witchy listeners. I hope that you're all having a a wonderful weekend. This is your weekly dose of everything witchcraft related from seasons to spells to everyday magical living. I hope that you are comfortable right now and I hope that you're ready to have a good time. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, so let's start off by uh, explaining what's been going on. Um, As you lovely listeners have noticed, I have been absent since the end of January. Um, After getting COVID, I really just needed a bit of time for myself. And of course, the um, there was a lot of sports going on, um, which I really wanted to watch. And that took up most of my time and I'm going back to work. So that is also um been taking up a lot of my time for any new listeners who are starting off in season three um i have been at home for the last year and a bit taking care of baby boy um but now he is over 15 months old and it is time for me to go back to work um i'm hoping that by getting back to work and getting back into the swing of things um that my life will take on a new sense of normalcy and that I will be able to get back into my witchy workings. Um, Before Baby Boy was born, I used to do a fair amount of spell work. Since Baby Boy has been born, I haven't done much spell work at all, Um, but I have been pretty consistent with um, my card readings. If I had to name what kind of witch I am, I would definitely fall under the divination, um, the divination witch, uh, label, I suppose, um, as any sort of form of divination is kind of where I'm at these days. Um, but yeah, uh, that's who I am. Um, And hopefully for the next 13 weeks, um, I will be updating this podcast regularly and you will be able to start your Sunday mornings with something fun and interesting to listen to. So that's where we're at. And I suppose it's on to this week's episode. So on this week's episode, we are going to talk about Ostara or the spring equinox, because, you know, today is March 20th, and it is the first day of spring. So there is so much there for us to talk about. 
um, I don't know where you guys are at right now, um, but where I am, uh, the weather's been kind of crazy. We've had really nice days, followed by really cold days, followed by really nice days again, followed by really rainy days. Um, but the last couple mornings I've heard birdsong, friends and other family members have seen robins out and about, and there has definitely been more rain than snow, and what snow has fallen has melted pretty quickly, um, which are all sure signs that spring has sprung. So today, on today's episode, getting back to the matter at hand, um, I will be talking about, you know, the meaning of Astara, the origins, some spell work you can do, some divination you can do, um, and all the correspondences and all that jazz. So I hope you're ready for all of it. Okay, so what is Astara? Uh, well, like I said, Astara is the spring equinox which is basically the turning of the seasons. Um, right now, the um, light is balanced equally. Day and night are um, equal at this point, and we are soon going to be tipping forward more into light than dark. Um, for those of us in North America, uh, our clock sprung forward last week, um, so we're already seeing this. And in terms of the historical significance of Ostara, well, it some sources like to say that it is um, from the ancient Germanic goddess um, Astara, which is E-O-S-T-A-R-A, written sometimes an E. Um, it's not really as ancient as many would like to believe, but it's not completely modern either. Um, the beginning of spring has always been, you know, kind of like a turning point um, for human civilizations. You have spring festivals in a lot of other cultures around the world. Um, I'm not going to talk about those because I'm not a part of them, um, but the, the, the spring festivals are important. Um, like I said, uh, in ancient times, um, specifically Roman, uh, the spring equinox was actually, uh, the beginning of the new year. Um, the year ran, um, not January to December, like we do now, but like actually it started in, in spring. Um, if you're looking at the astrological, um, procession, we mark this time, the spring equinox, as the beginning of the astrological year, um, with, you know, the beginning of March as being the end of it. Um, so that's kind of what it is in the historical uh, sense. But there is more to Astara, um, and that's what I'm going to talk about right now. Um, I know all this information off the top of my head, but I am going to read from uh, bpl.org, which is the Boston Public Library. Um, so Astara is a Wiccan holiday and one of the eight Sabbaths. Uh, it celebrates the spring equinox. Um, it comes from, you know, the old goddess 
and it is representative of spring and new beginnings. The celebration of spring uh, really focuses on the symbols of fertility, rebirth, and renewal. Uh, This time of year marks the beginning of the agricultural cycle and the planting of seeds. Um, Many of the symbols of Ostara have roots in other traditions, such as rabbits and hares. In medieval times in Europe, the March Hare was seen as a fertility symbol and a sign of spring. Uh, This species of rabbit is nocturnal most of the year, but in March it is a mating season for it. Uh, During mating season, March Hares are seen all day long. Um, And because rabbits can get pregnant with a second litter when they're already pregnant with their first, um, that kind of explains why they're seen as a symbol of fertility um now because it is a symbol of or because ostara is the celebration of fertility you can do all sorts of um uh you know fertility rebirth renewal type things Um, but first I'm going to talk about, uh, some crystals for the spring equinox. Uh, symbols for the spring equinox include citrine for promoting positivity, sunstone for encouraging independence, peridot for dissolving blockages, moonstone for supporting new beginnings, carnelian for creativity and motivation, and green aventine for growth and good fortune and creativity. Um, and let me see. Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Here is a little, um, no, I'll come, I'll come back to that. Sorry. I, uh, because I've been planning on for work, I've not, um, really planned this out um, yet at all. I'm just going to do a quick Google search of Ostara correspondences. I didn't spell it right, but it, it knows what I'm doing. All right. Ostara correspondences. Thank you. Um, thank you. Um, Google. So, Star correspondences from witchytips.com or also from Instagram. Animals are rabbits, chicks, and lambs. Colors are pastel green, pink, green, and purple. Crystals are rose quartz, agate, moonstone, along with the ones I already said. Foods are potatoes, honey cakes, eggs, and dairy. Herbs are lavender, rosehip, li- lilac, and crocuses. Uh, fun fact, the crocuses are sprouting in my area, which is so exciting and very um, apropos, as they say. Uh, the gods associated with Astara are Adonis, Ovis, Odin, Addis, and Apollo. The goddesses are Astara, um, Aphrodite, Isis, Freya, and Persephone. Um, herbs are dogwood, four-leaf clover, and honeysuckle, rose, thyme, lemon balm, lavender, Flowers are daffodils, tulips, peonies, and lilacs. Uh, food is cheese, eggs, chocolate, fish, honey cakes. Oh, I already said that. Hot cross buns, milk, salad, seeds. So these are just more. Um, so what are some activities that you can do um, for Astara? 
Well, you can plant some seeds, you can spring clean your home, you can color eggs with um, natural dyes, you can pay cross buns, you can set up your Ostar altar, you can go on a nature walk, you can start an indoor plant from a seed, you can create some Ostar food dishes, and you can make a birdhouse or a bird feeder. Um, now going back to what I had just come across, uh, I have a little Ostar witch roll here from you, for you from Anna Soren Asser from Instagram. Um, this is a ritual to open new possibilities, a little help manifesting your needs or goals. If you can get your hands on some candles and a fire safe bowl. You will need uh, one white candle for protection, one pink candle for friendship and love, one yellow candle for prosperity, one purple candle for knowledge, one green candle for luck, an egg, and some seeds of your choice. Um, don't forget to use local and random flowers to decorate your altar and improve your mood during your rituals. Um, and she disclaims that please use proper holders for each candle and handle them carefully. So start by placing your candles and creating a circle. Uh, by lighting each candle, you will be helping your intention to grow, so don't forget to focus. Um, place yourself on the center of the circle and write your intentions on the shell of the egg. Then bury it and plant your seeds on top of it. Take care of them and see them grow along your goals. So this is really great if you have, you know, land um, of your own. Like if you live in a house, if you live in an apartment, you could really easily um, adapt this to um, cooking the egg um, and using it as an offering and then actually planting some seeds in the eggshell in another pot. Um, that is what I would do at least. Um, and if you want to do a uh, very simple uh, altar... Uh, this is also from uh, Witchy Tips. Um, they have um, an idea for a star altar in a cup. Basically, you need a cup or vessel, an egg shell, moss or dirt, lavender rose, or any Astara botanicals, and a candle. One, gather your ingredients and cleanse and prepare your space to craft your altar in a cup. Step two, light an incense and smoke cleanse your cup you'll be crafting it in, as well as any ingredients you'll be adding. Three, take your dirt, moss, sand, or gravel and add it to the cup. Say a blessing. Uh, and the blessing is, I bless this dirt to give me grounding and stability for my star altar. So mote it be. Step four, add your eggshells and bless it to bring protection to your altar. The blessing is, I bless these eggshells to bring me protection, new growth, and abundance. So mote it be. Step five, place your candle into the cup. If you're using half an eggshell, you can gently place a tea light candle inside it or even pour wax and add a wick and create an eggshell candle. Step six, sprinkle the top with your favorite Ostara botanicals such as rose petals, lavender buds, jasmine buds, lemongrass, etc. Um, and then they have a picture of what their um, altar in a cup looks like. And it's really cute. And it's um, really simple. Um, I'm also going to share their, their, um, uh, their 
a, a recipe, that's the word I was looking for, the recipe for hot cross buns. The ingredients are three teaspoons of yeast, half a cup of sugar, one and a half cups of warm milk, four and a half cups of flour, two teaspoons of cinnamon, two teaspoons of allspice, half a teaspoon of salt, three and a half tablespoons of melted butter, and one egg at room temperature. Combine yeast, sugar, flour, cinnamon, allspice, and salt. Add warm milk, egg, melted butter, and knead for 10 minutes or five minutes with a stand mixer and bread hook attachment. Cover and then let rise for one hour. Once risen, roll into a log and cut into even-sized dough balls and form. Place on parchment paper tray and let rise cover with plastic bowl or towel for 45 minutes. Step 4. Create a flour paste with half a cup flour and five tablespoons of water. Pipe onto dough balls with, after they have risen into an X form. Bake in a preheated oven at 350 Fahrenheit for 22 minutes and then... Remove from oven, let cool, and enjoy. Um, I don't know about you guys, um, but like I said, spell work isn't something that I can do these days. But um, the baking, the baking I am definitely going to do. Um, there is also divination uh, that you can do. And I have a lovely tarot spread that I am going to talk about for you okay so let me see it is a um it is a six card spread um with uh the three cards um above kind of symbolizing things to grow and the thing things below um, are things to, um, you know, uh, you know, let go of. So the first three cards, um, are what has died, um, what is decaying, and then what is being rebirthed. Those are the first three cards. Card four is what we need to cultivate. Card five is new growth. And card six is what we need to plan for. Um, that's the one I'm probably going to be using. Um, there, And that one is from sorry I lost it that one is from Interobang Tarot but there is another six card spread um kind of into three pairs this is from innergoddesstarot.com first two cards are where am I out of balance in my life second two cards are how can I bring these forces into balance and five and six are what will emerge, thrive, and grow when I find my balance. Um, if none of these spreads really, um, you know, do it for you, a simple uh, Google search will definitely help you find what it is that you're looking for.
Okay, and because I am a divination witch, I am going to end this episode with a little bit of card wisdom. Uh, the deck I'm using is Cat Wisdom uh, by Tanya Graham. They are 45 cards to brighten your day, and they were published in 2018. So the card for the week is stand your ground. Make it clear where you stand on this issue and hold your ground. Let those around you know about it if you're if you feel they're overstepping the boundary. Be true to yourself and trust your instinct. Wonderful words of wisdom to live by. I hope you have a wonderful week which is blessed be.